Ten Commandments in the news. We got the church shooting. Ooh. We got Micah here to host a game of Bible Bee. Let's see if Evan or I come out on top of that. Stay tuned. Here's Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys put the mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, where the points are rigged. Totally rigged. This is how it goes here. Explain, explain. Hey, explain. Congratulations you... to Simo, who was our winner last time, by the way, yeah. and who is my friend from Finland. And his wife, Emmy, I, did, I guess I should have known that there's not that many Simons, Simos in the world. Well, I wouldn't listen to exactly say he was the winner. He was kind of the winner in the sense did that he, he was the loser. <laughs> oh. we, I, one, of my, but, one of the great memories in my life is riding around the boat in Gothenburg, Sweden. There's these canals in Gothenburg, Sweden. And Simo and his wife, Emmy, took me on a boat ride and it goes through the canals in the city and then goes out into the harbor. It was really awesome. And that was after he was getting me to try all this nasty Finnish candy. <laughs> it was so hot huh. in Gothenburg. And so we walked into the 7-Eleven. I said, this will be nice, you know, like in the U.S., how the air conditioner takes everything down to like 40 degrees. Mm -hmm. And there's no air conditioner in the 7-Eleven. So we're in this really hot 7-Eleven on the corner of Gothenburg, Sweden, and he's feeding me all this nasty this licorice candy that they eat in Finland. Oh. <laughs> we should probably establish that the person who gets the Table Talk Radio trucker hat is not the winner. That's just, just to be clear. Uh, and we should also, here, here's a good rule of thumb. We should probably get our listeners' names correct. Uh, I drew from the, from the pile yesterday and pulled out Ronald, whom I called Donald, the entire show. Like, I didn't even correct myself one time. The entire show I called him Donald, rather. I even made a joke that maybe it was Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't think there's a Ronald Trump, to my knowledge. I don't know. Anyway, sorry about that, Ronald. I do I do apologize. Okay, well. Uh, anyway, so, so now, who are we, we're playing for uh, people this time, and I have a surprise for you. I'm going to be playing for our famous listener, Micah Lyle, who is also <laughs> here in studio with me. Good morning, Micah. The, the only thing that could be worse is if he was picking the verses for Bible B for the game. He is. Oh. <laughs> And, and, and you're playing for him. Right oh, yeah, now. this is going to be good. <laughs> this is Okay, so the way that Micah might not even know this, because this is such a new thing that we're doing, is that um, we're playing for listeners. And so if I, whoever wins, I have a listener that I'm playing for, Evan has a listener, and whoever wins gets to pick a any book from the books that we're publishing uh, on Lulu and all that sort of stuff. And whoever loses gets... Evan sends them a piece of Table Talk Radio merchandise from our merch store. So, Simo got a trucker hat. 
<laughs> yeah, he got a, a tailback or a trucker hat. You know, the white foam front. All right, who are back. you playing for today, by the way? All right, I got to figure this out. Hold on. Uh, why don't you do me do your buzzword first, and I'll let you know. Okay, my buzzword. Did I do incarnation last week? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Let's do incarnation again. Okay. I, uh, you know how we um, use this show to plug other things? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of that? Uh, I, I was I was doing a little reading this morning on the doctrine of the Trinity, because issues etc. is having their conference coming up, and they want me to make the case for the Trinity, and so I'm I'm doing a little kind of digging into this stuff. You know, who the first person to use the word Trinity is apparently uh, is it? Uh, I used I to know once be. upon a time. I give up. Tell me. I'm looking. Don't worry. So anyway, oh. as I was reading this <laughs> uh, on the. On the, um, I have it. I have it in my notes here. Don't worry. But I was look at the that the doctrine of the Trinity, and I think that this connection is really nice to have, grows out of our reflection on the incarnation that God is in the flesh. Um, Tertullian, that's who they think is the first yeah, one right. to use the word Tertullian. I'd heard that before. Um, so the uh, uh, as we reflect on how it is that this man Jesus is God, this unfolds in a number of different ways. And so we have the great mystery of the incarnation, which is God in our flesh. And then that pushes us deeper into this mystery of how God is uh, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So anyway, I had a visit from the Jehovah's Witnesses on Saturday. They came by, which is really nice. And, and we finally got to this question. Well, we didn't finally. I asked this question first, and it was also the last question. I said, how is it? that the Bible says that we ought to worship Jesus. And he went into this big this stuff about how Jesus is mighty God, but not almighty God, and Jesus is the Son of Man, and, and all this sort of stuff. And I said, well, okay, should we worship the Son of Man? And he said, all this difference between the mighty God and almighty God. And I said, should we worship the mighty God? I think that's the key question. And so finally he says, I'll get back to you. So hopefully he'll come back. He's a really nice guy. He'll come back and talk about this. But this is, I think the incarnation forces this question, uh, this, how is it that we worship the man, Jesus? How is that? And the incarnation tells us that, that God is in Christ reconciling the world to himself, that the fullness of the deity was pleased to dwell in him in bodily form, that Christ is... Um, that in the single person of Christ is united the divine and human nature in such a marvelous way that we can talk about the blood of God and, and so forth. Anyway, incarnation. That's one of the nice things about moving to a new town is your door hasn't been marked yet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that these guys will keep coming. The Joe, it'll help me to prep for this, uh, this lecture at uh, the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference in Chicago in June. Everyone should come. I remember one time I was driving home and... On the way home, just like a block or two down from my house, there were a couple of Mormon missionaries walking down. And I drove right by them, and I think they saw me. But I, I rushed into the house, changed my clothes real quick, because I didn't want to be a, a giveaway that I was uh, a, a pastor. And uh, they must have uh, caught the scent because they changed directions before they got to my house. <laughs> That's a bummer. All right. Um, my buzzword for— Can you hear Micah? Micah's got a story for us. Are oh. you there? Can you hear Micah, by the way? Barely. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say yes. How about that? Did I just 
Did I just blow him, blow him out? Can you hear Micah no, coming I, through there? He's, he's like in the background, but it's fine. Oh, really? I'm not sending him to you? Do you have a mic in front of him? Because it sounds like he's just talking in the yes, corner. I have a mic in <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. Micah. The hey. I'm down the hall, but I'm yelling really loudly. How about that? Can you hear him now? Yeah, yeah. I can got him. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Okay, so I was going to say, yeah, in college, we, uh, me and one of my buddies, we were trying to be super evangelistic, and, and yeah, we agreed to meet with the Mormon missionaries on campus, and we met at their building and had a couple meetings and had some good conversations, and we really felt like we were making progress, and we were being open with them. You know, they wanted to convert us. We wanted to convert them. Everyone's cards were on the table. And I felt like we were getting some progress. And then the next time we went back and they'd moved both of the missionaries to another place. <laughs> so I think that's how they roll. If, if you start to make an inroad, got to get them out of there. Right. Yeah. Change it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, though, I think, though, that's the honest way to do it. And I, and I, and I appreciate that. Just putting all the cards on the table saying, look, uh, we, we believe something different. And I would want you to believe what I believe. And you would want me to believe what you believe. So let's just talk about our differences and go from there. And so that's a that's a fair way to go about it. Uh, by the way, uh, I should tell you who I'm playing for in today's game. Yes, uh, Taylor. So Taylor, I'm I'm playing for you. Uh, hopefully that you get. Do we know the, if Taylor is a boy or a girl? I, I don't. I, um, I, I mean, I, I would maybe it's Taylor Swift. I would not want to. Well, I have a last name. It's not Taylor Swift, but we're not using last names on this thing. So. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, so Taylor, except, except Mike, Taylor Mike, Mike is, want us Mike has been outed as a table talk radio listener. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I don't like, I don't want to be lying here. Like, what if I've, I've, have I, if I haven't listened to before, you know, I'm false, false pretenses. I, I'm not really sure what this show is. <laughs> he says, I thought I was coming across the fence. <laughs> That's right. What's your buzzword, by the way? Uh, buzzword is epiphany. I'm very forward-thinking, you see. Uh, epiphany uh, literally means uh, manifest. And so um, I, I understand that Epiphany was one of the earliest seasons of the church year. So, uh, you know, we have Christmas, and that celebrates uh, the incarnation, that Jesus uh, is true God in human flesh, uh, born of Virgin Mary. Uh, but then uh, in Epiphany, uh, that God is revealing himself to us in the person of Jesus. So there's there's a bit of a... A, 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 a emphasis of epiphany that you don't necessarily have in the incarnation. So the incarnation that God is is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. But in epiphany that Jesus is revealing God to us uh, through Himself. Uh, so uh, of course the first text is still the Magi, so that you have the the Gentile uh, the Gentiles coming to worship this King uh, born in a in a manger. Uh, then moving on from there, you have texts like um, the first miracle, the wedding at Cana, so that, that Jesus is now revealing who he is by, uh, by, by performing a miracle. And I've always said about that text that, that um, you know, once Jesus reveals who he is, once the, once the cat gets out of the bag, the ball starts rolling towards the cross. I mean, I mean, it's like the, it's like this, the more he uses this great thing that he has, the closer and closer he gets to crucifixion, and he's willing to do that for the sake of this wedding. I mean, that's how much he, he honors marriage. So, epiphany is your buzzword, and we're gonna take All a right, quick breather and dive right into Bible Bee right after this. And uh, oh no, do we have a, do we need the news story first? Yeah, let's do news first and then Bible B. I'll wallop you in both. All right.
going to wallet me with the news? Oh, yeah. Busting the myth that practice makes perfect. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I'm taking some old Luther stuff, pulling it out of the collections and publishing it. You can download it for free or buy them for five bucks. Find it, the Everyone's Luther, at wolfmuller.co. Click on the books at the top of the page. All right, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. First up is Ten Commandments in the News. I got to say, I saw this story last night and just happened yesterday as we record. And it was had 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 it on my mind uh, most of the night. Um, so uh, this has happened in in your state there, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller, up in Fort Worth. Yeah, from, just up the road in Dallas. And uh, hero ex FBI agent stopped Texas church shooting says he had to take out gunmen because evil exists. Yeah. So I I have some audio. I want to play that first, and then we can give some some to talk about here. Sure. Okay. Just days after Christmas, a gunman walked into a Texas church and opened fire, killing a parishioner and critically injuring another. That shooting shattering, shattering the peace at a Sunday service near Fort Worth. The terrifying moments caught on camera as that service was being live streamed. Amid the chaos, some churchgoers quickly jumping into action, pulling out their own weapons. We get late details tonight from reporter Jack Heiberger with our station KXAS. And a warning, this video is disturbing. It happened in the middle of church service. This live stream showing the gunman approach someone standing at the side. He then pulls out what appears to be a long gun and fires, shooting two people. Another churchgoer pulls out his own gun and fires back, taking down the gunman. Terrified parishioners dive for cover, some fleeing the church, others moving toward the down gunman, their own guns drawn. The shooting happened at West Freeway Church of Christ in the town of White Settlement, Texas, just outside of Fort Worth. 911 calls about gunshots started to come in just before 10 a.m. We're going to need help with patient care. Tragically, the person shot by the suspect died at a local hospital. As we stated, the suspect is deceased. Governor Greg Abbott today issued this statement in response. Our hearts go out to the victims and families of those killed in the evil act of violence that occurred. I am grateful for the church members who acted quickly to take down the shooter and help prevent further loss of life. Places of worship historically have always been under attack. Uh, They're easy targets. Multiple law enforcement agencies are now assisting the investigation as police work to figure out a motive for the deadly attack. Beginning of the year, end of the year holiday, it's all very tragic. Uh, anytime that we suffer loss in our community, uh, it's, it not only affects the people that were here today, but it affects the first responders as well. And Peter, tonight as law enforcement works to figure out a motive, they say this could have been much worse had it not been for the heroic actions of that church security team. All right. That's the story. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So certainly, uh, prayers got to the the families of those affected, and and um, but you know, one one of the things that stuck out to me was I was a little surprised that this this story was getting so much coverage, um, because I mean, oftentimes, I mean, this this is a, a a political thing. Unfortunately, usually after there is some big shooting, there's all this talk about how we need to fix gun rights and all of this stuff, uh, gun laws and and gun control, all of this thing, and um, 
then, I mean, you can almost just hit play on all the responses. The one side will say, well, if we had more guns in the hands of good people, then it would stop these things. And then the other side says, no, we need to get rid of all the guns. And so when you have a story where someone who is is uh, concealing and carrying or something like that has a weapon and stops something like this, it oftentimes doesn't get much play because it, it keeps it from being too big of a story. I mean, uh, this 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 made national news, of course, but um, I mean, if it would have been um, that shooter walks into a Texas church and kills uh, twenty people, it would be a much bigger story, right? So, so in a way, mm-hmm. th- th- this is keeping the story uh, smaller than it would have been. So, I was a little surprised it was it was being covered as it was. It is amazing to think that what it, the whole thing went down in six seconds. Hmm. The article says and. It's incredible. I'm in, you know, here's something else that I'm interested in. I, cause I was reading this and then also there's this Hanukkah stabbing at a rabbi's house and, and how the media is immediately try is trying to figure out the motive. Like, why did this guy do this? And, and also this shooter, they said, they were trying to figure out the motive. Why did this guy do this? And I think there's two things there. Number one, that the, the secular world and Mike and I were talking about this before the show, how the secular world because it assumes everyone's good, can't sort out like wh- why why would anybody do this? Because right. people are generally good. But I'm I'm also interested in the motive too myself. I mean, I want to know if this guy was attacking the word of God or if this guy was attacking in particular people. Or you know, you just wonder what the state of animosity is against the church as we as we try to prepare for these sorts of things. So right, uh, and I I, th- I think I may have seen um, an. A headline this morning that he was a patient at a mental, mental institution, so it may have been one of just without any particular agenda. I don't know. Um, maybe we'd have to look into that more. Um, also, I, I did notice in that in that governor statement that we played in the audio that he mentioned um, something like the uh, the forces of evil, something like that. So, so I mean, it, I, I, one of the things that I, I find interesting is is how often or when or if ever this word evil is employed in these things. Because that to, to say that something is evil um, is employing spiritual language, right? And and so we're living in this empiricist right. age where everything is explained, um, and that and that's what was um, interesting about all the aftermath that happened following the Las Vegas shooting, because normally the the media does a deep dive in each one of these subjects and and tears apart to see if they ever like uh, magnified ants as a kid, and this this explains why they were a, a mass shooter. But as they, right, it's, a, it's a psychological thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And 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 with with the Las Vegas shooter, there was nothing that would indicate anything that anyone could find, at least that would indicate that there's a reason, a psychological reason, that this person would do it, and so. We have to resort to this thing called evil, but there, right there, you cross the line from saying everything is em- empirically explained to a force that uh, that is against us, and and that's a reality that that we only sometimes are willing to admit, and and rarely hear in the news. Yep, that's right. So, what about Ten Commandments? That's right. Uh, well, there's obviously the Fifth Commandment, which says, "You shall not murder," which this guy should have known. I mean, I wish he would have learned that. You know, I this is a, I, I keep thinking about this because I, I remember when I first started teaching the catechism 15 years ago. He said, "Well, not murder," and you kind of skip over the 
obvious, hey, don't kill anybody stuff, and you start talking about anger and mm. things like this. But we can't skip over that. I mean, I, I saw this amazing. Did you see this? Uh, have you been paying attention to the Living Water stuff, our Ray Comfort guy? You know, Ray Comfort. Uh, yeah. What, what about him? Like, what's, what's going on over there? He, there's this new. He's he's got a couple of new questions. He was, and I saw this interview. It was amazing. And he, and he, and he sets up the question like this. He's asking strangers on the street, and he says, "If you got, say you moved into a new apartment, and you found in the closet there was a secret door, and it went into the vault of the bank next door, and you could go into the vault anytime. You could take money. You'd never be caught. You'd never be found out. Would you go and take the money?" And like 75% of the people, at least that they show, said, yeah, yeah, do it. And then he says, okay, what if you have a friend whose boyfriend is terrible to her? And, and she says, I got to just get rid of him. I, I want to, I'm going to pay you $10,000 and you just put this pill in his coffee and it'll, and it'll kill him. He'll die. No one will ever find out it's you. Would you do it? And all these people, like one after another, are saying, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, mm. I do it. That's an amazing sort of thing to see. And he said, you'd murder another person? And people were saying, well, yeah, I don't know him, or yeah, or whatever. And and some people say, well, not for 10000 But he says, well, what about for fifty? What about for a hundred? What about for a million? <laughs> the the said, money is the to, problem and here. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And he, he'd ramp it up, and someone says, well, I'd do it for $2 million. I'd do it for $2 million. So that this is a... So that people, if you if you if you wouldn't get caught, what laws would you break? And this is exposing. This is a, it's an it's a, I think very it's kind of shocking, but but uh, important way of exposing the sinfulness of our own heart that we would do incredible things if we knew we wouldn't get caught. Yeah, it also makes Incar the, incredibly wicked things. It also makes the point that we make with the first use of the commandments that that these things hold society in check as as preventing right. bringing order to utter chaos. And so if if right. if the only thing that's keeping us from doing these sins, murder, stealing great sums of money is that we might get caught then it shows that the only thing keeping our society as being somewhat civil is the fact that there's repercussions for committing crimes. And if you take that away, but then... How about, and, and how about this, though? Because the, these repercussions are only physical, mm -hmm. that... So, so I was thinking about this with the whole Ep, Epstein business, because, you know, say you just commit, you break every law, which apparently this fool did. I mean, he was just a... a, a I mean, talk about an evil man. And in every way, evil. And now he's in prison for it. And he says, oh, I'll just end it. Because what's next? Nothing. You know, there's no, there's no justice on the other side of death. So that, so that in the secular worldview, which says that dead is dead, there's this idea that I can, I can maximize my investment in evil because it'll never catch up to me. Mm -hmm. Finally, if I'm alone in the prison, I'll just end it all. And that's it. It's over. There's nothing else. There's, and so... And so even the, the, the idea of the civil use of the law is very limited because what are you going to do? You, you kill a guy, you put a guy in prison for life, and they say, well, what? that doesn't matter because then it's just over. You, you see what I'm saying? There's no, there's no sense of justice if all we have is this life. Um, and, that, and that is very dangerous because then when evil becomes unleashed, there's no, 
there, there's no possible way for there to, to for justice to be found on the other side of it. Mm, very interesting. All right, we need to take a break. When we get back, we're going to nail down uh, more of the commandments from the story, and then I think we're getting ready for some Bible B, and I'm um, hoping to uh, to win something for Taylor. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Table Talk Radio listeners, does it take to change a light bulb? You'll probably have to settle for one. Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. By the way, I should have said that the loser of today's game of Bible Bee gets the Table Talk Radio teddy bear from the Table Talk Radio merch store. Oh, cute, man. cute, fuzzy so little Mike white bear. Mike's going to want to lose on purpose because... <laughs> well, it's a little well, white bear. Didn't you say that if, if I win... Didn't you say if I win, I've got to get one of uh, Pastor Wolf Mueller's published works? Yes. <laughs> Luther. So, you can get some of Luther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a, cal- a wall calendar <laughs> with public domain art. <laughs> Oh, you, hey, you can either one of those you can either buy his calendar or make your own. <laughs> but Why or, are you laughing about or you everything can go, I do is in the public domain. Now I know what you're thinking, dear listener. You could either buy the books I publish or you could go to the copy machine. And make your own <laughs> yes, copy. Right. Who wants to go through all the trouble? <laughs> I know what you're thinking, dear listener, that I wish someone would lose for me so I can get a Table Talk Radio teddy bear. But don't worry. Just go over to tabletalkradio.org, click on – how did I get here? I think it's support and then store. And then there you have a selection of great Table Talk Radio goods, including this cute little teddy bear that has a T-shirt on it. And the T-shirt shows our wonderful logo there. So I don't know – what could make your epiphany season any better, but I think that would probably be the height of fulfillment. Okay, so let's That's finish right. Let's finish up uh, Ten Commandments in the News with a story. So obviously the Fifth Commandment's in play here. Now we talked about then the uh, just the role of, of commandments overall and, and how they condemn wicked and evil humanity. Uh, did you want to tie a bow on anything with that? Did I lose you? He stepped away real quick. Oh, okay. What, what a great time to step away in the middle of the show. No problem. Uh, well, Michael, what do you what think? What are you doing? <laughs> I just threw a question to you. No big deal. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I, well, I was closing the door. I didn't want any background noise to interrupt oh, your thoughts. That, that's what it was. <laughs> I was like, huh, I guess we got disconnected. And then Michael says, oh, someone he stepped Someone turned on the vacuum. I didn't <laughs> think anybody was here vacuuming, but someone turned on the vacuum. They vacuum in, so in the So what are the tower? commandments? Did, is that the commandment question? You got the fourth Well, I was just saying that, so that we, we, we nailed the fifth commandment, and then we talked about how the commandments expose a wicked and evil humanity. Anything, anything to tie a bow yeah, on with right. that topic? Fourth commandment has to do with church. That's second and third commandment. Uh, and here's, the, here's the, maybe the main the first thing. Commandment. I was uh, thinking about this. The, the so what will happen next week? Now the your automatic thinking is that next week fewer people will come to church because they will be scared. But it seems like in the past, 
that the opposite is the case, that more people show up to church. And there's something deep, there's something deep in the Christian faith, very deep. We don't hardly ever talk about it. But th that says, that just, that knows that this is what it means to be a Christian. It means to, to, to die. We, we have something. Very few people have something that the Christian has. And that is something that we are willing to die for. Uh -huh. to confess the faith. And 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 it, it it something happens when the Christian wakes up on Sunday morning. You know, there's one thing when you wake up on Sunday morning and you say, ah, I'm kind of tired or whatever." And it's just kind of this sort of thing. But you wake up on Sunday morning and you think, "I'm going to go to church and maybe I'm going to be shot." And so, am I going to go to church or not? And the Christian says, "Yeah, I'm going to go to church." <laughs> That's what it means to be a Christian. In other words, when, when the stakes are actually ramped up, it's, it clarifies our faith. So it's, a, it's an amazing sort of thing is that there, there might be lots of Christians who just don't want to go to church because they'd rather watch the football game or whatever. But then when you actually kind of push the question, you say, well, are you going to go to, go to church and die? Or are you going to stay home and, go to, and stay safe? And the Christian says, I'm going to go and die. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's because that's what Jesus says. Take up your cross and 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 follow me. Mm. And that reminds me of a a time uh, at Hope when Pastor Wolf Mueller. It was there's a lot of uh, immigrants in the community around Hope, and I think it was around the time. And this is not getting political, but when President Trump came into office and they're kind of banning you know all these sorts of people from coming, and because of concerns about what they would do and if they're Muslims and hate America and. Um, and I remember Pastor Wolf Mueller said, you know, so what if they come in? I mean, what's the worst they can do? They can come in and blow up the building uh, when we're here at church. And he said, if that be the case, then God be praised. We have nothing to fear. Yeah, that kind of— That didn't happen. Yeah. I, 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 there's a point here, too, with the, with the fifth commandment, um, <laughs> other than the obvious. But um, we, should, we should say a word about how— the members of that congregation um, love their neighbor by, uh, unfortunately, uh, inflicting death upon the the evildoer. Um, and right. and 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 this this is this is a weird kind of an office vocation discussion because uh, normally we would say inflicting a wound unto death would be a committing of the fifth commandment. Uh, but when when the person is bringing harm and death to the to the innocent people around you, uh, in that case, inflicting a wound that would bring about death to 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 stop the furtherment of that is a keeping of the fifth commandment. Um, yeah, that's right. That's a good work. And uh, in this case, uh, as as I think we talked about earlier, um, there were members of the congregation and several who who were armed who who. Who had guns with them to be able to stop that? Um, you know, here at at, uh, at our church, we had someone, and, and thanks to one of the members that kind of set this up, we had a member of one of the police departments give a presentation on active shooter pre uh, situations, and then we had a we have a retired police officer that kind of uh, gave us some some pointers as well. Um, and I wasn't able to attend the actual presentation, but uh, one of the things that was discussed is. In that situation, whether there's guns or not, um, you ha you have to kind of um, rush rush the subject. The subject, even if you don't have arms, in this kind of mob mentality, um, if there's ten people coming at this guy, 
he's not going to be able to take out everyone. Now, that's that's a hard thing to kind of wrap your mind around in a, in the sense of protecting your neighbor, that I have to rush a gunman unarmed and he might get me, but he's not going to get everybody. And in, in doing that, um, you're protecting the life of maybe the 100 people who are in your church that day. Now, I only bring that up because that's something that I hadn't ever thought about before. I don't know if, if our listeners have or if you have, but I have never thought if I am in a situation where there's a gunman and I'm unarmed, what am I going to do? Well, you have to do something, and hiding is only delaying the inevitable. So to kind of wrap your mind around what you would do in a situation before it happens is, is a way to serve your neighbor in case it does happen. Yep, that's right. you got to go towards it. You got to go towards the danger. At least the dads do. Sure. The, children, the moms have to cover the children, and the dads have to go towards the danger. That's the rule. So yeah. Uh, so that's a less theological point than you made, but <laughs> but but it's a fifth commandment nonetheless. Uh, and then I, I yep. suppose the fourth yep. commandment's that's involved right. and, and in that the government came in. Yep. I, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the government also gives still the our citizens the right of of. Um, self-preservation through lethal force so that's a thing you know that we still can carry the guns around if you want to so yep okay well we only have a couple minutes left in this segment so let's get to it on bible b uh so i think this is going to work yes. a little bit differently pastor wolfmiller yeah i micah's going to give a verse and then and then you and i are going to guess the book and then double or nothing we're going to guess the chapter and then double or nothing guess the verse oh boy and I'm going to win. That's how this is going to go. This, that's how this is about to go down. All right. All right. So Micah, has, he's hiding the Bible from me, which I, I don't know how he learned that trick. But anyway. <laughs> so Micah, you want to give us the verse, and then we're going to go at it like like piranhas. Yeah, and just to be clear, it's uh, just one verse. One right? verse, yes. Evan might need more. I mean, <laughs> let's see. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Okay, you go first. Uh, Okay, I think it's going to probably be a Pauline passage or one of the epistles at least. What makes you think that? I just... I'd love to know what you're thinking here. Why did you unfold your mind? <laughs> oh, I see what so you're doing. Can... Yeah. Uh, I think it sounds like Moses. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Probably from where from times the Pentateuch. Moses talked about our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is definitely from the Pentateuch. Um, so I'm going to guess. I'm not going to hint anymore to Pastor Wolf Mueller. He can guess better. But uh, Let's just say I'm just going to pull out one of the epistles um what is what is first corinthians no no don't, don't answer yet you have to first let corinthians. yeah yeah no so i want to so i want to ask to hear it one more time if i could oh, so of you guess you first would. corinthians okay <laughs> yeah i'm gonna could you micah do you mind reading that one more time yeah and should i should i maybe make an exception and give the the next verse that doesn't give you much no not at this point you a little more Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it. Remember, you haven't guessed yet. <laughs> okay. It's now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, our father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. I want to change my guess. Why? Can I still do that? I'm going to yeah, change, change it. Sure, sure. I'm going to change it to Colossians. 
Colossians. Okay, now look. I, okay. So may God, I think you're also on to that. I think it's also Paul. May God, and, and, and he'll use this, he'll talk about God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a, f- a phrase that he, Paul loves to use. And he has two key words in this text, comfort and hope, give you comfort and hope. And I think that this is, I think the book of, com- the, surprisingly, that where Paul wants to give comfort is 2 Corinthians. That's going to be my, that's going to be my guess. So, all right, let's, let's hold the listener in suspense and, uh, and see if we're right, right after this break. Don't go away. Don't ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The Sunday Drive Home, grappling with the text on the Theo vlog. These are some of the playlists on the YouTube channel. Visit YouTube slash Wolfmuller1. Check it out there. We're trying to hopefully deleting it. I like that bump by not Joel. <laughs> in not Australia. All right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. I'm dying to know if I got Colossians correctly on this verse. Pastor Wolf from their guest, Second Corinthians. Uh, that's obviously yes. wrong, no question there. But uh, all right, <laughs> Micah, let's hear it. Is uh, th- this verse is from Colossians, right? Okay, so uh, Pastor Wolf Mueller did get it correct that it was second, <laughs> but it's actually second. Thessalonians. Oh, oh second Thessalonians. Zero. We both got skunked. Oh man. Well, that's okay. good. Gives us time for another round. Then. I mean, there's no. We, we don't have yes, to dive okay. in. Let's dive into uh, chapter and verse if we can't even get the book right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We were just I mean, saving time by getting it wrong. I can maybe course, both knew that that was second Thessalonians. I would like so. to guess the book of the Bible. <laughs> Is it in the Bible? Yeah, All right. <laughs> okay. Here's round two. I got to go first on this one. Okay. All right, here we go. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. What? How come I don't know? I'm, I've written something to the church, but Diotrephes? Who's yeah, that guy? That's tough. Um, hmm. <laughs> So, so, the, so we can kind of hash this out together a little bit. I mean, so the two things that, okay. that kind of complicates this is uh, you have a writing to the church. So immediately you think New Testament because that's language that's more common in the New Testament. And in fact, I'm trying to rack my brain if there would ever be a reference to a writing to the church in the Old Testament. And I don't think so. I mean, no, we talk about the, no. the church of old, right? But, but that's kind of a, yeah, a right. New Testament application of the Old Testament. Yeah. Synagogue so, is what the church is called. Exactly. In the so, so, so it's got to be the New Testament. But then um, I, I like to know, think that I'm fairly familiar with all the New Testament epistles, and this name doesn't pop out at me. I know it. That's why I'm leaning towards... Mm. This is so... Hmm. I'm leaning towards uh, some of these books that we don't uh, spend a lot of time with, uh, like Third John. That's what I'm thinking. Third John. I'm going to say Jude. Jude? Jude? Okay, is that your final answer? (laughs) <laughs> you don't think it's a good one, huh? it Remember John who writes to the lady, but it, and people say, is he writing to a particular lady, or is he writing to the church? And uh, Yeah, you might be right. I'm, I'm just going to stick with Jude, though. Jude, okay. Okay. All right, we ready? We're ready. 
Pastor Wolf Mueller got it right. Third John. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to double or nothing for the chapter. Sorry, Taylor. Chapter one. <laughs> bold move, Pastor Wolf Mueller. Bold move. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there a chapter one or is it just the chapter? I mean, it's, it implies yeah, that there's. One. How many chapters are. Yeah. How many chapters are there? There's actually no one listed. Uh -huh. See? So <laughs> has a good point. Okay. Is it the first chapter? <laughs> yes. Answer. The first I guess you chapter. could also say the last chapter of Third John. <laughs> All right. I want to hear chapter. you guess the verse, Pastor Wolf Mueller. Um, uh, that's double or nothing? Because uh, I currently have 400 points. Uh, I have... Say it again. How does it go? <laughs> like that matters. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. That Diotrephes. Uh, no, I have no idea. I have no. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to uh, risk wimp. the points. Wimp. Oh, by the way, Verse Pastor Wilpner is playing for Micah. If he, in case anyone forgot that. <laughs> He's just sliding, hey, sliding hey, papers across the table. Square. <laughs> okay. What, what, and, I, and I will vouch that it's really hard to read the Bible holding it underneath the table while I get my voice into the microphone. Okay. So well, I'm definitely keeping him from seeing it. You're, you're an all-star at this. I, I probably interrupted you. What verse is it actually from? Verse 9. Okay. All right. Of the only chapter. Okay. So not not chapter one. So just it's four, the only currently chapter. four hundred and nothing. <laughs> Poor Taylor. All right, are we ready for right, round Taylor, three? I'm going to turn it around here. Ready? Can okay, I'll preface this? And and Pastor Wolf Mueller has no inside knowledge, so I think it's okay to preface this by saying this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Okay. It's lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors. The King of Glory may come in. Now this might appear in multiple mm -hmm. books of the Bible. I wonder. I wonder if you're looking for what? the the original. <laughs> the original, the first time. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that I should Lift know. Up your head. It's the. It's whoever quoted the song. The uh, the uh, song. The hymn. Lift up your heads, oh mighty gates. Behold, the King of Glory waits. Not the hymn. The Bible the King verse. King of Kings is drawing. Oh, man, this is one of those things that I should know. Um, uh, see, so I think it's in the prophets like Isaiah or maybe, I don't think it's Jeremiah um, or Hosea, maybe. Oh, goodness. I think He's Pastor Wolfman Are you knows. hoping that Micah's going to trip up? <laughs> I'll tell you if, he, if his face changes when you list one of the prophets. I think you know, don't Who you? Who goes first on this one? You? I'll, I'll go first because huh? I think you know already, don't you? What? What? Do you know? Or you could go first and I'll just, I'll just say whatever you say. <laughs> Play it safe. <laughs> no. Well, I'll go first. I'm tentatively going for First Chronicles. Do you think that's right? No. Uh, I'll just say uh, I'll say Isaiah. I'll say the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms it is. Oh, yes. man. Dang it. Sorry, Taylor. All right. That's another 200 points. All right. Let's see. Now, let's let me hear you guess the chapter now. Okay. Now, here. Okay. Here's a tricky thing because. Can, can, okay, Micah, read it one more time. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. 
This is the refrain. Uh, okay, I'm going to do double or nothing. This is the Ascension Psalm. Now, here's what that comes up twice. Now, what I'm trying to remember is if it comes up in two different chapters of the Psalms. And when it comes up, it's slightly different in one place or another. But the great Psalm of the Ascension of Jesus is Psalm 68. That's what I think this is. It's I think I, if this is like one of the eighty percent memory things, but I'm gonna guess I'm gonna go double or nothing, and I'm gonna say this is chapter sixty-eight. You're going with nothing. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Psalm twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. See, man. Oh man. I think I got thrown two because nines in there. You have. I mean, it's it's one of these Advent texts that come up, and you have all these quotations going on from the Old Testament throughout um, throughout Advent, and a lot of them come from Isaiah. So I think I went that direction because you have you have the voice of the wilderness. You have um, uh, uh, behold, a, a virgin will conceive and bear a son. Um, so I really got thrown by the Advent theme um, that you threw at me there, Micah. Trying to keep it tricky. <laughs> Doing a good job. I probably how close a verse. Uh, he ascended on high. That's what I was thinking. He gave captivity, took captivity captive, gave gifts to men. Um, that's the Psalm 68 one. Uh, I wonder if there's a lift up your gates there, though. Hmm. All right. We I'm probably have time for, for one more round. Do you have a round four there, Micah? I do, since you guys have had such a hard time uh, knowing the Bible. <laughs> For God so loved the world. I'm going to give you a gimme. I'm going to give you a gimme here. And it says, And the people of Israel set out and camped in Oboth. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, Oboth. It's just there. That's a home run ball there for you. Oh, man. Good old Oboth. Um... <laughs> I got to go first on this one. Okay. Uh, okay, so, here, so here's the thing. You remember the book of Exodus? Remember that? Yeah. I'd... Yeah, yeah. So that's Exodus is where they leave Egypt and they wander around for a little bit and then get to Mount Sinai, chapter 19, Mount Sinai. The whole rest of Exodus and then all of Leviticus and then halfway through Numbers, they're at Mount Sinai. And then they in Numbers, they leave Mount Sinai and they travel over to the edge of the promised land and then... Then you get the sermon in Deuteronomy. And, and Deuteronomy is where Moses is preaching, and then they go into the promised land. So if you want a moving around and camping story, you got to look at the beginning of Exodus or the end of Numbers or maybe Moses recounting what they did in Deuteronomy. But, but, um, so I think, that this, I think you really got two choices for this. You got Exodus or you got Numbers. And I'm going to go with numbers. I was going to go with numbers too, but just to make it exciting, I'll go with Exodus. <laughs> All right. Numbers it is. Ah! <laughs> All right, another two hundy. Okay, so I can do double or nothing. I don't really lose anything if I go for the chapter. They camped in Oboth. Uh, 30 seconds How many here. chapters are in numbers? Like 35 chapters? I'm going to go with numbers chapter... Uh, 22. So close. Chapter 21. Oh. <laughs> That's too bad. Well, congratulations, that Micah. Close. I'm sure you'll uh, just, instead of, 
ordering anything off of Everyone's Luther, just pick something in the library you see there and just take it home with you. Yeah, that, just that, grab that'll something be fine. on your way out. That'll be fine. Right. And Taylor, I'm sorry you're getting the Table Talk Radio teddy bear. I start, my apologies. But thank you for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like. Yes, thanks. See that dead air right now? That's for the point too. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, hair loss, hallucinations, and other confusing sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.